Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, it's a revenge week in Kansas City. Melvin Gordon fumbles his way onto the Chiefs practice squad and a familiar face back atop the Super Bowl odds. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino live at noon. Now one man know who knows it isn't the first time that the USA went all in versus Iran. Alex Gold. <laughs> What's up, Nick? What's going on, man? It is a big day, though. We're, uh, we're three hours away from USA versus Iran. Must win game for the U.S. if they want to move on to the round of 16 in the World Cup. Maybe touch on it briefly a little bit later on uh, in the show as well. One o'clock also, the stream will be going. So we'll have the, our show video streaming. We think we got it worked out today on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter uh, till one o'clock. And then at one o'clock, the World Cup watch party will take over. And I believe Rob and CDOT, Spec, and the guys will be downstairs watching World Cup match, and then we're off the air at two, and I'll I'll make my way down to the uh, to the room to watch. Well, at that point in time, I guess will be the second half of uh, USA and Iran. So that is that is going on today. It is a huge match. Nick uh, almost wore his his Uncle Sam costume and almost decided to go all in and wear his soccer gear. He does have a soccer jersey because it's the same one that I'm wearing. Essentially, I'm wearing the I'm rocking the the KC Current jersey from the media game today. The Sporting KC one was dirty. I wore it last week. When I was bar hopping, I love my Casey Current jersey. I love the the jersey itself, but yeah, I like. I, well, have, I have some regrettable oh decisions on the name I put on the back. Oh yeah, Did, Daddy, right? Sixty nine. Oh, oh, Daddy, sixty nine. So yeah, so you don't want to wear that to work. You didn't think that was appropriate. I mean, the, once I saw the jersey and how cool it was, I was like, man, I wish I wouldn't have. Done this. I was so you're you guys when we did that media game, your team was you guys were in the white unis, and our team, which won by the way, uh, was in red. And I will admit, the white I did like the white unis better. I think you got the better uniform color. I I love our unis, yeah. The white ones hey, were nice, great kits. They call them kits <laughs> they were a nice yeah. kit, yeah. They, they were they really, really were. Uh, so yeah, USA soccer going on in about three hours or so. We'll have Nate Taylor from the athletic in studio because it's a Tuesday. He'll be with us in the one o'clock hour as well. Plenty to get into with him. And then, yeah, we're about 30 minutes away from our NFL insider, our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, 
who will join us. Last week, he did not want to talk about the Jets. He didn't want to talk about the Jets getting ready for their game against the Bears. Something tells me he'll be ready to talk about those New York Jets today. And also, we'll find out if he ever got things worked out with Michael Massey on the bet that they had last week involving, I guess, Zach Wilson and the Chicago Bears with the Jets game. We all know there was the Jets who were dominant. So uh, we'll, we'll give Vinny Pasquantino's thoughts on that and uh, perhaps on the World Cup as well. But look, I understand on a Monday yesterday, you know, it's after a Sunday win for the Chiefs, a 16-point victory. And there was plenty to get into about, about that win yesterday. But let's be real. It is, it is all about Cincinnati. It is definitely on to Cincinnati. Thank you, Bill Belichick. It definitely is. Like, this is the game that when the schedule came out, yeah, Buffalo, sure. Classic divisional round game, 13-second drive. Buffalo Bills, you're playing these guys seemingly every year. But at least for me, this week, this game against Cincinnati was the one I was most excited for because think of the ramifications of the Cincinnati Bengals beating you for a third straight time. That's what they're going to try to do on Sunday against the Chiefs in Cincy. So, yeah, we waited 24 hours, but it is Bengals week. It is a huge game, potentially for seeding as well, and also for this, the storyline. If you want to end it, like, before you get to the postseason – of having to go into the postseason of potentially the Chiefs playing the Bengals again and Joe Burrow and Cincy being 3-0 and against Mahomes and the Chiefs. If you want to just, like, cut that off right away, you go to Cincy, you get a win on Sunday, and then it's just like, okay, he's 2-1, and one and it's, it's not that big of a deal. But how many times did we talk about the Chiefs' dominance of Lamar Jackson prior to Lamar finally beating the Chiefs a year ago on that, that uh, I guess it was a Sunday night game? We were saying, man, it's just like, you're not even worried about Baltimore. That was, that was the thought process going in. It's like, hey, Mahomes and the Chiefs, they just own the Ravens. And, and Lamar called Mahomes, right, and the Chiefs his kryptonite. Right, That was a thing. And while well, I'll laugh if that's what Cincinnati necessarily would say if they, they beat Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday and get to 3-0, but like that, it wouldn't surprise me if that's, if that's somewhat of the, the storyline and the thought process. So that, that is what is at stake here. Think about for Patrick Mahomes. He is the best quarterback in football. He's been that way for a couple years. He's the best quarterback in this generation. We'll see where it all settles in 15 years or 12 years from now in terms of where he eventually will end up. But we've never, even in the short career that he's had, sat and looked at his career and said, man, one one team's gotten the better of him. And through two games, it has been Cincinnati. That That is what you have a chance to end on Sunday. And let's not kid ourselves. And we'll hear it all week. Mahomes and Reed will talk tomorrow. There is no way, Nick, that that second half performance from Patrick Mahomes, from the Chiefs as a whole, but certainly for Mahomes, that that is not something that had to have driven him crazy all offseason. That when he's grinding his ass off, training in the offseason, that that game, that that interception to end the game in overtime against Cincinnati, like that wasn't being replayed in his mind, and that wasn't fueling him and motivating him, and frankly, this whole team heading into this game on Sunday. Like, I would bet you that's more. That is, I'll bet you that is stuck in his head more than losing to the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Ooh, because of how yeah. bad I mean, he played. Because he, he it was the worst half like of his this. career. Yeah. We can all say it like this. I don't know if he looks at it the same way. We all looked at the Bucks game and said, you got to go and fix this offensive line. He doesn't have enough time back there. 
what do you expect him to do? Whereas the Bengals game, we think back on it and say, wow, that's the first time where Mahomes played awful. We didn't say Mahomes played awful in the Super Bowl. I'm sure it stuck with him. Yeah. But I think he know he knew, you know, being realistic, like, hey, I need some help. I need we need to to ramp up this offensive line. The Bengals game, we didn't say that. We didn't say, oh, need to get him better weapons. We didn't say you need to fix the O line. Play calling needs to be better. It was you gotta be better. Yeah, the two things out of the game were Mahomes, number one, what happened in the second half. And it was then, hey, if Chris Jones gets one sack, right? And Chris yeah. Jones talks about that this offseason. Like, th- those were the two biggest things out of the game. And then there was some storylines and that weird, what was it, that weird report that came out from a blog about Eric Bieniemy? Like, that was the whole weird thing. Like, it had, it had Chiefs fans in all of Kansas City trying to figure out what the hell happened for months. It did. I mean, I, I, I would do radio hits months later. Like, hey, did you get, like, what, what, what does everybody think really happened in the second half? Like, that's still the great mystery. Nobody really has the true answer because that that's how caught off guard. Everybody was the chiefs were up by 18 points. I mean, you talk 18 about points at, at halftime. You're feeling great. Looking like they're going to cruise onto the super bowl. And then the second half, the Chiefs score three points. And that third point uh, those three points were just on the field goal to send it to overtime. I mean, this is the, this is the drive chart for the chiefs in the second half punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, field goal, interception. It is probably the worst half of football. Not probably. Oh, yeah. It's it's the worst half of football we have seen the Chiefs play with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. He remembers that. So we can talk about the Bills being the big rival. And we said that the week of the Bills game. We said this is the rivalry because they have more history than the Bengals do. But for Mahomes, I'm guessing this one feels different. Because even with the Bills, you'd say, hey, the Bills is a great rivalry. Josh Allen is probably the second best quarterback in the NFL. The Bills are the second best team in the NFL. But we weren't going into that game saying the Bills got the Chiefs number. We're saying that about the Bengals. Well, yeah, because Buffalo, while they had beaten Mahomes a couple times in the regular season, they they hadn't been able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. Cincinnati did it once at the end of the regular season. And that game was, of course, where Jamar Chase just torched the Chiefs secondary. And Jamar Chase looks like he'll be back for this game, and that'll be something we can get into later in the week. Young, young secondary going up against the best wide receiver core in football, and suddenly the Cincinnati Bengals are playing a really, really strong brand of football. But I think your point about the Super Bowl with the Bucs is interesting, Nick, with, with correlating to, to this game, because what, what we saw happen earlier this year, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went down to Tampa, and they even admitted afterwards, like just being in that stadium again, brought back some memories. And that was, that's, you know, that was a year plus removed from the Super Bowl loss where they got their ass kicked and they played arguably their best football game of the season. Like from the get go, punch the bucks in the mouth. Now, look, this isn't uh, in the stadium that had happened in. They, they're playing in Cincy. The game, of course, AFC title game was at Arrowhead. But I would like to think, and I really believe it. I mean, we, we, we joke and we talk about Mahomes and scorched earth Mahomes and all that. Like, is there not a better setting and setup for that? Think about it like that. It's not just uh, that it's a pretty big football game. It's one of the best games of, of the slate next this coming weekend. And it's also a serious game for number one seeding. Patrick Mahomes looking at that half looking at also and hearing frankly already in the locker room after the game on Sunday, like guys like even Juju Smith Schuster who weren't on the team last year, were already talking about 
the Cincinnati game a little bit. Tell me he's not not going full scorched earth on Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. It doesn't guarantee a victory, but you're telling me he he's not going to have one of his best games of the season. Oh, and and by the way, congrats to him, new new baby, new baby boy, bronze. You're telling me the week that his son is born that he's not going to have a strong performance? Dad strength times two now? Are you saying that Patrick Mahomes is unbeatable after having a child? I, I, did he when I, uh, the timing of the, their last kid was, well, it was the off, off, season, off right? season? Yeah, and he won the opener the next year, didn't he? Yeah. This is game week, though. Uh huh. You're telling me you factor. You think you think he's losing on hey, by Sunday? The way, do you remember last year when people wondered if having oh, a child gosh, was a distraction? Yes. yes, it was the most ridiculous thing. He's the first person to ever have to go to work after <laughs> having a child. It was the most ridiculous thing. Well, people were blaming the slow start last year on that and also on the commercials. And Too all many that. late was, nights changing diapers. It, man. Was, it was ridiculous. The, the, the things people were searching to find for why the early portion of last season did not go well for Kansas City. No, I think maybe I think that's why he played so. Maybe that's why he played so poorly in the second half versus the Bengals. Like oh. He heard his daughter crying, and oh yeah, his wife's like, "Hey, you got to hurry up with this game." You know, she's getting it fussy. It was the dumbest. It was the dumbest thing I heard last year. It really was. But I love the setup heading in this game on Sunday. I, re- I, I mean, how can you not? It's so weird going back to how I felt before the Bills game and like feeling so dismissive of the Bengals. And now maybe it's because the Bengals are starting to play well and they weren't playing well early in the season. But now the Bengals are sort of hitting their strides and they're getting healthy. Jamar Chase is coming back. Looks like Mixon still in concussion protocol, but trending in the right direction. I kind of I'm I'm now that the week is here, even yesterday and the Rams, that was a that was a crappy game. So we don't really care about (laughs) recapping that for more than one day. Right. I'm just usually it takes me a couple days to get ready for the next week's opponent. It was yesterday at like noon. I'm saying let's get ready for Bengals. It's been a bit. It's been a bit since we had a game week where it felt big and where you like truly where you were so amped up for the opponent. And that's what happens when in this case, you're dealing with not only the, you know, probably the third hottest team, fourth hottest team in football and Cincinnati, the chiefs who of course have the best record in the AFC and then everything we just ran through would have happened in the AFC title game. It sets up for some fun narratives and storylines heading into the game. And yeah, I, it, this this is one you you feel like you want bad if you're a Chiefs fan. You know, the, the way we talked about the Bills and I'm sure how Buffalo fans felt about losing in the divisional round game, 13-second drive. Like, the, AFC, the, the Chiefs were that close to going to another Super Bowl. So yeah, like this is one you want bad. You can downplay it all you want. Like, Come on, be honest with yourself. Like, this is one you want bad. I know it's a regular season game, and there's a chance, Nick, they're going to play each other in the postseason again. I mean, there's a very good chance of that happening. Maybe, hopefully the Chiefs get the bye so they don't have to play them in the first round of the playoffs, depending on how the division sets up in the AFC North if they end up beating well, the Well, no, because imagine, imagine what we'll be saying if the Chiefs lose to the Bengals for a third time. That's all you need to know to know mm-hmm. well, you can nip how it in bad the butt you right want now. it. Because if you lose to that team, what are we going to be saying on Monday? We're going to be saying, okay, What's going on with the Bengals? Well, Why are they the only team who's figured out how to slow down Mahomes? Yeah, and, and it, again, it'll be the, like, are they are they his kryptonite? It'll be the whole Lamar Jackson Ravens with the Chiefs thing, but reversed. It'll be the, it'll be the Chiefs wondering because that same thing. Will, you know what we'll start doing? Even if the Chiefs still end up with the one seed, we'll start to look towards the postseason to see what are the chances that the Bengals are going to play the Chiefs in the postseason and how nervous mm-hmm. does that make you? No question. I'd rather, I'd rather rip that Band-Aid off right now in the regular <laughs> yeah. season, beat them by 10, and then say, you know what? We're good. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Bring him on in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just game on at that point. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Now, 
Uh, we know the Chiefs yesterday uh, made a signing of Melvin Gordon, which I think was surprising for a lot of people. Melvin Gordon, veteran running back. The guy just lives in the AFC West. He's only played on teams in the AFC. He's played on every team now. He will. Now, he's practice squad for the Chiefs. Melvin Gordon was cut by the Broncos, what, a week and a half or so ago. The guy fumbled it five times in 10 games, and that's not just a this year thing. Like that, He's been known as a guy he can't hold on to the football. And I mean this with all due respect to the guy that I've never talked to in my life. I hope he never sees the field in Kansas City. Wow, it's really nice of you. I hope he never sees the field. Signing the practice squad, fine. Nobody should be upset about that. He's on the practice squad. Who cares? Uh, Absolutely scares the hell out of me that he would fumble in a big spot. So I hope that he never has to be activated well, and never has to carry the football for this team. I'm hoping that you're such is, a great guy, Gold. I, <laughs> I, like you, what you, you trust him? You want him carrying I'm the ball? I'm not canceling for, him. You know, I didn't. No, I'm he, not can, he can be on the practice squad. He can be on the practice squad. I do not trust him one bit. So I have a theory with Melvin Gordon. Oh, let me hear this. So five fumbles this year in ten games. Honestly, it's kind of remarkable how many fumbles he's had in. 90, 90 carries. What's 90 divided by five? 18. So once every 18 carries. I was going to, if you wouldn't have said, I was going to let you just sit forever because I, I wasn't going to try. That was actually pretty, I'm really impressed with myself. <laughs> so five fumbles. He's got 26, 26 and seven and a half seasons in the NFL. It's a lot of fumbles. I'm convinced if you've ever, it's tough to tell like how big some of these guys are, unless you're Derrick Henry and you're just like busting through your, your shoulder pads, like the Hulk. It's tough to tell how big some of these guys are, but if you've ever seen pictures of Melvin Gordon doing the warm-ups before course, the game, of course you've analyzed his warm-up photos. When, when he's just got like the have. cutoff, when he's just wearing like the cutoff t-shirts, you you'll see that Melvin Gordon, 6'1, 215, is jacked. All right. This guy is massive. His arms are like comic book, like hilariously huge. Okay. And I think that is the reason why he's had fumble problems. You may say, well, wait a minute, he's so strong. It doesn't he have such a firm grip on the ball? No, it's not about having a firm grip. It's about the positioning. It's about your technique, your form. And they always say, you know, you want to get that ball, like there's that little pocket in your elbow uh-huh. where you want to really stick that thing in there. As long as that pocket exists, though, you guys can come in and rip it out. But because his arms are so big, that pocket doesn't <laughs> exist the way it does oh. for other running backs. His, his biceps are bulging so to the point where he can't get that football stuck in the elbow. The biceps are in the way. He's too jacked. That's why he's had fumbling issues. So you think you've discovered the fix, though? Get skinnier. So just stop lifting weights. Well, it seems like it's a little late in the game. I he's mean, 29 years old. To me, this is who he is. He's Nick. an eight-year pro. Nick, yeah, this, is, this, this is who he is. So look, look, he's on the practice squad. No Well, harm. now that he's in Kansas City, uh-huh. I have a better chance of reaching him. I have a better chance <laughs> of getting the message to him. So Melvin, if you're driving from the airport right now. I'm sure. I'm sure he's and you're doing listening that. and your driver's got this on mm-hmm. maybe just, I don't know, try keto, <laughs> just try to cut weight at a, at a very rapid pace Look, I, and you might be able to get on the field for the chiefs. Again, nobody should be upset of a guy that gets signed to a practice squad. Like, okay, no problem. Practice squad. But honestly, like I hope he never is active for this team. And let's be honest, like in all seriousness with the signing, what, what does it mean? Does it, does it mean that Clyde Edwards, Alaire is, not going to play at all again this year. We know he's on IR. Do they think that maybe he's going to be not available? And so it's just a depth move. And insurance. What insurance policy. Is it that Ronald Jones is going to not be active and they'd rather have this guy active? Is it that he's just going to be rojoed, which is what I'm hoping, which is that he's going to be inactive. I guess he's not even inactive. He's on the practice squad. That's what I'm hoping it is, Nick, that 
honestly, the rest of the year, Melvin Gordon's just on the practice squad. And unfortunately, if an injury happened to Pacheco or Ronald Jones or Clyde can't come back, they feel like they have a veteran back that they could start in a pinch or, or at least get a couple carries in a pinch. Something happened yeah. to McKinnon, whatever it may be. That's what I think. And I'm hoping it is. Uh, Cause again, I just, like, I, I don't trust him one bit to, to carry the football. And also he's too jacked. And you think that's why he fumbles the football five times. I mean, I, I laid out the data for you. you I, did, I don't know how did. you would argue against it. No, I mean, it's a strong case, Nick. Also, how about Brian Edwards? Somebody on the text line brought it up. Nobody wants to talk about Brian Edwards. Probably because the guy who the, <laughs> the Raiders drafted in the third round three years ago has a grand total of 48 catches yeah. in three years in the NFL. That would be why nobody is talking about him. Yeah. Another practice squad guy. That's to me is an off season move. Like you get him on the practice squad and you hope that you can then can end up having him on your team next year. Cause we know how thin they are uh, roster wise. Are you calling your shot already for training camp next year? That being the oh, guy that, who well, everyone's like, Justin, hey, watch out. Well, Justin Ross is still around maybe. So that, <laughs> that still could be, that could still be the, the guys. Well, I think I actually have a Brian Edwards, like autograph card because uh, it, it, for those that collect cards, it doesn't mean you actually physically had him sign in person, but they come in, you know, they're, they're, the real autograph cards come in packs that are already autographed. And I want to say I have a random rookie Brian Edwards Raiders autograph card randomly, which I think is worth Nick like 50 cents, maybe a dollar. So now would not be the time to try and sell it. Probably not. But do you think if he actually ended up playing at some point for the Chiefs in the future that that would be worth more than a dollar? Yeah, I think if he if he starts turning heads in uh-huh. St. Joe next year, yeah, all of a sudden that thing gets up I bet to a dollar, dollar twenty five, maybe. You think I can sell it to somebody at St. Joe next year, right there? Yeah, that that'd be the time wow. to do it. Try text and flip it quickly. Text line's upset with you already. We're only twenty one minutes into the show. Jay Southland Toe Service text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Someone says thanks, Coach Nick. Nick fat shaming Melvin. He's not even been here 24 hours. I don't think you were fat shaming. You were saying he's too jacked. I'm buff shaming. Him, yeah, you're, if you're, you were saying he's too jacked, and I'm that's saying, why he's fumbling the football. I'm saying get fatter. <laughs> if anything, you need to be softer. Those arms need to be softer. I want your arms to act as, you know, a pillow, as a bowl of jello to sort of cushion the football, as opposed to your rock hard biceps, which the football just naturally bounces off of. Now, can you explain Jarek McKinnon? Because up until a week or so ago where he fumbled, he hadn't fumbled, I think, since like 2018. Can you explain that? He seems like he's, he seems pretty good shape, too. He's not jacked. He's not that. No, but you don't you think you think it's because his his biceps are smaller is what you're saying. Yeah. What, how, how much does McKinnon weigh? Well, it's not just the weight. Well, no, but I mean, he's he's much smaller. Melvin Gordon's big for yeah. he's yeah. McKinnon's five, nine, two, oh, one longer. What's the height have to do with it, Nick? Long. He's longer. But you're saying it's just you're just saying it's the listen, I'm not going to get into the physics of it any more than I already have. I laid out my Nick spent a long time this morning. He said, look, just wait. At some point, I'm going to tell you why I think Melvin Gordon's fumbling. Dude, and go you, look you, at laid, a picture. And you laid it out. And I'm just telling you that do you think that, <laughs> that that's the reason and that nobody okay, do you else have a better has figured idea? it out? Do you have a better. OK, uh, some guys are fumble prone. He's Melvin but Gordon's okay. fumble prone. No, but uh, of course he is. That's but I'm asking, why is he fumble prone? That's just who he is. What do you mean that's who he is? It's in his DNA. Yeah. Don't, do you not think there's some quarterbacks that just they throw picks? They can't see the field as well. That's as another decision quarterback? making. You don't think that there's still like you you get you get lazy, you get lackadaisical with the football, whatever it may be. No. No. Okay. I think that's processing decision making. I think fumbling is physics and mechanics. Hmm. And I cannot be swayed no, from this position. And no NFL coach has ever been able to figure it out for Melvin Gordon. 
Well, maybe he's just like, sorry, I tried to get skinny this offseason, Coach, but I'm just too swole. <laughs> I can't help it. I saw the I saw the easy curl bar, and I decided to get some reps in. I couldn't help myself. You know, some people like you, you see. So do you think I wouldn't you fumble see a the Snicker ball? Bar, you see a Snickers bar, and you're like, I can't help myself. It looks good. I'm going to buy the Snickers. Hmm. Melvin Gordon, he walks past, you know, the free weight set, and he said, I got to get some curls in. Yeah. Sorry. Should have used the Reese's peanut butter cup example. You know that. It should have been the, the peanut butter cups, not the Snickers bar. I don't go with the Snickers, you know. Sorry. I just go Vinny Machine, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, that's true. That's typically the direction I typically Point the direction stands. I, I <laughs> uh coming up next, we will talk with our VetFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. I, again, something tells me he'll be willing to talk about his New York Jets. This go around after what Mike White was able to do against the Bears. We'll get his thoughts on if he thinks this Chiefs Broncos game next week should get flexed out because if they do, which we should get word on that maybe this hour, because uh, right now it's a Sunday night football game in two weeks. There's a chance that becomes the Bills and Jets game. There's a couple other options as well. Uh, we'll get to that with our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, next here on Cody and Gold. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, joining Cody and Gold. Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, let me tell you that. It's your 2022 VinFL Insider. Are his hands going to get any bigger? Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino. As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos. Vinny Pasquantino joins us here on a Tuesday. Uh, I know you had the whole diet thing going on this offseason, but are you still about the, the Thanksgiving leftovers, or were those done days ago? Ah, well, the great thing is, is I was not at my own, even in my own city for Thanksgiving. So I had no Thanksgiving leftovers, which is just great for the body. Um, You know, it's just better to go ahead and get away from all those potatoes, stuffing, turkey, turkey's fine, but all that other stuff, gravy, get away from the gravy, you know? Did you just load, so did you just load up normally on the, you still loaded up on the turkey though? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dark meat turkey guy. So there was plenty of that to go around. So. It was a it was a great Thanksgiving. Now I wasn't here last week, Vinny, but I was told that you refused to talk about the New York Jets when asked. Something tells me that you're willing to talk about them today. What I will talk about is scoring more points than the other team, and that was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's always sweeter when you beat your friends' teams. 
even though my friend doesn't know how to make a uh, fair, friendly wager, but that's okay. Um, we don't want to ruin Michael Massey's confidence. Uh, just personally, he needs it. So we'll, we'll keep lifting him up. Um, nobody lost technically that wager. So, you know, it's just, we're, we're happy to have a win win up there in New York. So we go to Minnesota this weekend and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So what happened with the bet? So Michael Massey, big bears fan, you guys made a wager last week, but why, why is the bet void here? So the, the deal was if the bears won, I would have to wear a Mitch Trubisky Jersey to either spring training or opening day. I don't even remember. Cause I was so not worried about losing it. <laughs> um, and then the other side of it was if Zach Wilson completes 15 passes, Michael would wear a Jersey of my choice. Um, but as we all know, Zach Wilson did not play and Mike white completed 22 passes. Now my understanding originally was that it was whoever was the starting quarterback of the New York football jets, but I did not read the terms and conditions. And I was, uh, you know, I was bested when it came to creating a wager. So good for Michael. He, he made a bet that he knew he couldn't lose. And, uh, here we are now, but the good thing is, is jets are seven and four. That's a pretty good spot to be in. Yeah, that was uh, it was interesting last week listening to Michael talk about that. Now, Mike White is the starting quarterback. He looked like an immediate upgrade over Zach Wilson. The Jets are in a, a weird situation because usually when you have quarterback competition like this, Vinny, it's on bad teams that are looking like top 10 picks in the draft next year. Now you've got a team that's fighting for an AFC playoff spot. How, how do you handle this if you're Robert Sala moving forward with not just this season, but knowing that Zach Wilson was potentially going to be your franchise quarterback. To be honest, I'm not really sure how you move forward other than trying to win football games. I think at the end of the day, that's what really matters. And they're a team that's in a position to win other than you don't really know who the quarterback is. And typically that would mean you're not in a position to win, but they're doing it. Their defense is very good. They've got good weapons on the outside and their tight ends are pretty good. Now it's just about finding who can get them the ball. And this weekend it worked. We don't want to talk about who was playing defense. Um, it was a very banged up Bears team that doesn't have a great statistical defense anyway. So we'll find out this weekend when they go up to Minnesota and face the Vikings. And It's a dangerous spot to be in. You never want to play Kirk Cousins during the day when the sun is out. And that is what they're doing. It, it's a game that's going to get hidden on TV. And that's typically where the Vikings really come to play, even though they, you know, they broke that curse on Thanksgiving. But you know, we'll see what happens. We're talking to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino here on 610 Sports Radio. So do you think, the, do you buy what Robert Sala was saying though prior to that game on Sunday, which is that, hey, this isn't the end of Zach Wilson in New York. Do you think that the Zach Wilson era is over if Mike White rattles off a couple more wins? I don't necessarily know if it would be over, but I mean, there's always a spot as a backup quarterback in the NFL. It's not a bad spot to be in. If Mike White plays like he did this past week, it's doesn't really feel like a tough decision. You, you play the guy that, that is good. And I mean, we're getting to a point where draft status doesn't matter two years down the road. So um, we'll, we'll just see what happens. And I believe in coach Sala. So I'm just going to, I'm going to stick with him. Now, are you hoping that the chiefs and the Broncos here in two weeks play? And right now it's still Sunday night football. And there's, there's talk that that game will get flexed out. Thanks to Russell Wilson and the Broncos being absolutely pitiful this season. And I guess there's a chance maybe your, your jets in that bills game could get flexed to Sunday night. Is that what you're hoping for? Yeah, I think there's a shot, but also the dolphins play the chargers and that would be two versus Herbert. And I, I feel like that game would get flexed over the jets bills, depending on where the standings are at that point. But also the dolphins will be out West for two weeks in a row and they might not want to keep them 
for the night game as well when they uh, are finally able to go back home. So who knows what comes into play when they make those decisions. But how about those Kansas City Chiefs, huh? Huh? They just did it again. Didn't play their greatest game and still won. How about that? A 16-point win, and yet it felt boring, right, Vinny? Like, that's what's crazy. Like we, we felt like they played as if it was a C performance, and they still end up winning by 16 like it was no big deal. No doubt about it. And it's, you know, a bunch of my tweet mentions right now are from Chiefs fans saying that they would like a game at 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock, whatever time <laughs> the day game would be. Yeah. That's a good spot to be in when you uh, want the day game because your team is so good that you play in prime time all the time. Have you at all entertained the idea or thought about the prospects of the Jets being in Arrowhead in January for a playoff game? Yeah, you know, the thought has crossed my mind, and I can uh, – 100% confidently say that I would be there if that happened. I would probably be wearing neutral colors, you know, play politics <laughs> a little bit. Um, so it would be, and then I can't lose really, you know, either team wins, I win. So it, it would be a good spot to be in. Uh, that would be really exciting for, uh, for me. And uh, we'll just see what happens when we get there. First step, make the playoffs. So Vinny, I don't, you, you probably know this better than I, but New York's big city. I'm sure there's a lot of celebrities who are Jets fans, but because they've been so bad, I don't know who those like mega fans, like I know the chiefs have Paul Rudd and Jason Sudeikis and Eric Stone street and, and Rob Riggle. I don't know who those guys are for the jets, but now that they're having this sort of rise as you're having your rise into the big leagues with the Royals, have you at all thought about trying to parlay your success into becoming like one of the next wave of Jets super fans that is associated with the team that they're always showing on TV anytime they're on primetime. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's the, uh, that, that would be very good. Um, but I also have to remember that my number two team is Kansas City. I would gladly be a Chiefs fan as well. So I'm just, to be honest, I'm just in a good spot if both teams are winning. So, like, if we got if the Chiefs and Jets were in the postseason, as you, you mentioned, you would you would be at Arrowhead for that game. Would would you just want the split jersey, like like it was your your children playing out there? Would you have the, yeah, the half Mahomes, half white jersey? Yeah, I think I think that's what I'd have to do. It, it, I could put the one on the left side for the first part of fifteen, and then the five on the right for Mike White. I mean, it'd be you know we'd be in a really good spot. All right, lastly, Vinny, then we'll let you go, man. Uh, World Cup, are you going to watch a huge game today around uh, 1 o'clock or so here, local time at least, take it on Iran. you got got to win or this thing's over. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just love sports, and I love being able to plan my day around when sports are on TV. So this is a this is a big day in the Pasquantino household. Um, I've, got, I've got my TV ready to go at 1 o'clock, and, you know, I'm just looking for the U.S. to, to go win to go win a football match today. That's what I'm excited for is to watch those guys get on the pitch and just, just show them what we got. You know, this is a massive game. Let's go ahead and advance. Let's go ahead and advance to the knockout stage of the world cup. That'd be great for morale of the country. No question, man. And set it up for 2026. Uh, get everybody fired up for that one. Of course, the world cup will be uh, taking place in Kansas city as well. So I think I, I'm, I'm with you there. We'll see if they can, can do that a little bit later on this afternoon. How does that work? How does that work? How many cities are hosting yeah, the World uh, Cup? What is it? Eleven. Yes. Yeah, because like it's it's there's some in Canada, some in Mexico, majority of them in the U.S. I think we're guaranteed like four matches in the U.S. and uh, for 2026. Now the U.S. won't play in Kansas City. They'll get that'll go to New York or Chicago or whatever. But we'll we'll get yeah we'll get a couple World Cup matches in 2026 at uh at Arrowhead, which will be awesome. Yeah, perfect. Just send Mbappe our way to Kansas City, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and and we'll be there. You know, we'll be there watching the French play football. So that'll be great. No question. Hey, Vinny, appreciate it, man. We'll check in next week. 
All right. Appreciate it, guys. There you go. That is our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquintino. So he's all in uh, if the Jets and the Chiefs play in the postseason, which definitely is a possibility the way things are shaping up. I mean, if the Chiefs are the one seed, which is what we hope, then they would get the bye. The Jets would, like now, looking like a wild card team. So what, they're the seven seed, is that right? So they would play, as of right this second, the Dolphins. Jets, Dolphins in Miami. you think the Jets are making the playoffs? So it's a week ago, I would have said no. But... And I don't think Mike White's going to throw for over 300 yards every week, <laughs> but they're definitely better with Mike White and that defense we've known is legit. And now they're sitting at seven wins and it's week 13. Like you start to get, do the math. Like, do we not think they can win three more games? Cause they probably only need to get to 10 wins to get the seven spot. If the chargers would have lost, then I would have felt even more confident because the chargers are still the one team that I wonder if they're going to sneak up and steal that, that final wild card spot from the jets. But as he pointed out, like they got the Vikings. If they beat the Vikings on Sunday, then how, how can you not think they're going to make the playoffs? That'd be a really impressive win. Yeah, that's one of those games where it's it kind of makes it feel like it's real. But I still look at the AFC wildcard they, picture. The Patriots are still there. Yeah. The Chargers are still there. Like there's basically nine teams still alive for the AFC postseason. And if I'm eliminating teams. I know. It's probably but the Jets before, first. What, before when Zach Wilson was the quarterback, I'd be like, well, yeah, duh, they're not going to. The defense is legit. We agree. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when I mean, you when Quentin Williams turns into an all-pro candidate my, and my Sauce Gardner is immediately the best cornerback in the NFL. We saw Mike White, what, a season ago or whatever, when he's, he had like two or three good games, and then he came back down to earth. And even if he only gives them two or three good games this go-around, look who they have. They have the Vikings, then the Bills, okay? Then they still have the Lions, Jags, Seahawks, and Dolphins on the schedule. Like, the Lions should be a game they win. That gets them to eight wins, even if you think they lose two in a row to the Vikings and Bills. Then they get the Jags. It's a winnable game. I know the Jags look good this past weekend, but it's a winnable game. That gets you to nine, and then you got to find a way to get to ten by either beating the Seahawks or Dolphins. That's how, that's how you would get to ten wins. So it'll be fun to follow down the stretch. Appreciate Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider, uh, for joining us. We'll get to Nick's notable notes <clears throat> here in about five minutes or so. I think there's still for the chiefs though, bigger picture with what's happened this year, heading into the off season, Eve, even would be interesting. I know we got a long ways to go here, but we all would have agreed before the season about the big off season questions would have at minimum been Chris Jones and Orlando, Orlando Brown jr. I think there's more players involved in that. Now, like do the chiefs have the money to resign all these guys? Like, so Chris Jones, we just talked yesterday to bring him back. Like, there's no no questions asked. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, we know with his performance this year, is someone that you got to have serious conversations about bringing back. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. And then, can we add Legereus Sneed to this? His, he, he's absolutely somebody to me that will go against what they normally do with corners, which is let them go and not give them the big payday eventually. I think he will be the exception to that. To lead... The versatility that he provides, I think he's top in the league with corners and sacks and in and in pressure so far this year. They don't just use him like a standard cornerback, a coverage cornerback. We know they love to bring him up towards the box. He can blitz. He's got three sacks, three and a half sacks on the season. He's the guy where they can use in so many different ways that I think they will be able to talk themselves into him being really the first corner, right? He'd be the first corner in the Red Feature era that they gave a, a true contract to. A second contract, too. I mean, just look at the Because yeah. Ward, they didn't do it. We know they didn't do it with Charvarius Ward. Yeah, that would be it. Charvarius Ward, you had a chance to, and then he goes and signs the big deal with the Niners. But I don't know how you can afford to give contracts to all three of those guys. 
because we can ballpark at the very yeah. least. We can ballpark what Chris Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster would get, and they're both getting upwards of twenty million dollars annually. Now Snead won't get that, but if you're making him one of the top ten to fifteen paid cornerbacks in the NFL, that means you're paying. I mean, look at what Charvarius Ward got: thirteen and a half million per. No, now, there's not as much fully guaranteed. I think it's only about eighteen fully guaranteed. But how can you afford just? I get it. The salary cap's not real. There's right. always funny money that you can move around and restructure, and the cap hits won't be that big in year one. But that's still three decent contracts, two of them big contracts in the same offseason. How can you do all of that in one offseason? Yeah, I mean, I'm at this point where I, I do have faith that they'll be able to figure that one way, whether it is signing all of them or making another trade to then alleviate some issues with and find some other guys that they can bring in. Maybe that's a trading for for a left tackle. Maybe it's trading up the draft, whatever it may be. Like, I, I think this regime has shown us that uh, to this point in time, especially with the last two off seasons, whether it's draft free agency or willing to trade, I mean, none of us would have thought this time last year, they would have been willing to trade Tyree kill. And they were right. So I, I, nothing's off the table for them when you head into this off season, um, but right. Just not to get too nerdy with the numbers, Nick, but we know next year as of right this second, they have like $17 million in cap space. Okay. What's the quick way to add another 20 million? Well, move on from Frank Clark. I think it's the $9 million or so in dead cap. They can free up 20 roughly. Uh, we know that they heading in next season, they could maybe redo the Mahomes deal that could potentially free up some money there, um, but they only have like 33 players under contract next year. We know you have to fill out a 53 man roster. Uh, and and one of those players not on the books for next year at this point is Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, Chris Jones has a massive cap hit on the books next year. Maybe that's actually a way where you could alleviate uh, some of it by re-signing him to a new deal. Maybe that's a way to lower the cap number. It's going to be really interesting. Like, I know we got months to, to get to that point, but there's some serious decisions on the horizon. I just think it's not just as simple as finding what to do with Snee or finding what to do with Chris Jones, Juju, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., it is also making sure you take care of Legereus Snead. Now, if you're ranking it out, Chris Jones is number one priority. Yeah, if you had to let one guy walk, who would it be? Chris Jones, number one priority. Um, as much as I hate to say this, because you know how I feel about what Juju Smith-Schuster's brought to the table, like that might be the answer. Like, And that's what sucks, because I'm worried that the dollar amount's going to get too out of hand. So who's your number one receiver heading into next I, year? Well, that's, Justin that's, Watson? You're gonna, well, no. So here, if, if you didn't have him, then you're looking at, MVS, Tony, and Sky Moore, you're going to have to go get a veteran again. Like, either way, they're going to have to go get a veteran. The question is, do you, are you willing to pay the price for Juju? You know I want Juju Smith-Schuster back. I, you and I were talking about the dollar amounts that it would take, well north of what MVS got this past season. Are they willing to do that? But if you're saying, like, priorities, Chris Jones and Snead, I would argue, are, are more important. I think a lot of people would say, well, the Chiefs have shown they don't need to pay corners. They've done a great job. I think Snead's different. Well, the difference is that I feel like if McDuffie finishes the season the same way he started, you could convince me that he's a legit number one corner heading into next year, whereas I don't see the legit number one wide receiver already on the roster or the potential number one receiver. We can say MVS. No. MVS will never be the number one here, right? Right, yeah, right, right. Either way, at they least will you have, have a guy on the roster right now in McDuffie who you feel like could probably slip into that role next year. See, I just think they're different corners. Like I, I don't. They definitely are. You know I, mean, like, I mean, you lose the, so versatile. You lose that aspect to it. But these, these are going to be the interesting. Like, there's, there's a ton of decisions to be made uh, in the off season. 
All right, so Sunday night football was pretty ugly for the Packers. They lose again. They're 4-8. and eight. The season is over for Green Bay. Yeah. And to add insult to injury, Aaron Rodgers leaves the game with an oblique injury, a rib injury. Yesterday, Matt LaFleur said that he's feeling better, but there's no update on him. Jordan Love came in and actually looked pretty good. I think you could argue he yeah. looked better than Aaron Rodgers did. Six for nine, 113 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions. It was the first extended look we've seen of Love since last year, actually. Go back to the Chiefs game, which, as we know, was really ugly. Is there anything here? Is there anything to the idea that with their season being over, that they should just run Love out there the rest of the year just to see what they've got? Uh, I would. And I know Alex Smith last night on ESPN said, hey, Aaron Rodgers earned the right if he's healthy and cleared to play, that he should get to play it out. And maybe, okay, like that's, that, that's fine. Um, if I'm the Packers organization, I know you signed Rodgers to that, what, three-year, $150 million contract. So that's still on the books. I mean, that that's not going away. But Explain to me I, the concept of having yeah. earned it because yeah. this isn't a one-way street. The, yeah, the, so, the Packers gave uh, him a pile yeah. of cash. Yeah, so I, I don't disagree like because uh, with, with what you're saying. Now, I because I, I don't think it's as simple like, well, Aaron Rodgers gets to make that decision. Uh, and Jordan Love shouldn't be the guy the rest of the way. I think you need to find out what Jordan Love is for sure, and not just two drives at the end of a Sunday night football game against Philadelphia. So I, I think he should start the rest of the season. I think it's beneficial for you as an organization. As far as what Alex Smith is saying, I think he's saying the guy's won two MVPs, the guy's brought your city a championship, and you did commit that kind of money to him. That's what he's alluding to, at least. You can disagree with it, but that's what he's referencing. Um, but yeah, I think Jordan Love should start the rest of the season. And there's a chance, by the way, that Aaron Rodgers may not even get cleared to play. The dude's got the hand injury. He's got an oblique injury. He's all kinds of banged up right now. Do you now. think there's any chance that Aaron Rodgers is not with the Packers next year? Yeah, I think there's some chance, yeah. That's yeah. a big contract. It, oh, yeah. $150 million, 101 of it fully guaranteed. You can't get out from under it until after the 2025 season. I mean, he's owed 31 next year. $40.7 million in 2024 when he'll be 41 years old. <laughs> $59 million in 2025, Gold. And you can't cut. Like At that no. point, you're still having no. to pay him. So after seeing the way he's played this year. But at least play. At least who's, play. Who's yeah. trading for that? Right. But at, at least if you want to say that you can't get rid of him, why not have Love play the rest of the season? And let's say he does look. Let's say he looks great. I don't know if you will say he looks great. At least there's some value with him. No, I understand that. I understand the, the appeal of wanting to trot Jordan Love out there to see if there's any future there. I'm saying if you do, okay, let's just imagine that he balls out the rest of the season and you and the Packers say, okay, we drafted this guy two years ago. He's our best option at quarterback. At that point in time, what do you do if you're the Packers? Because I think it would be yeah. more difficult to find a trade partner now seeing this well, sure. massive contract he would have, have to he would unload. have to take he would have to be willing to redo his deal a lesser amount of money to go play somewhere else you think or retire or retire yeah what happens, if he, what happens just if he go retires? on an ayahuasca trip and we know that's where this is headed again right he's gonna he's gonna drag it out off season he's gonna go on another ayahuasca trip he's gonna feel great he's gonna go on the mcafee show and he's gonna say that he's coming back and playing football in 2023 are we but gonna, he's gonna what, for ask for a trade I, no, I don't know. I just can't. Mess. I can't imagine the Packers going through this, going through the season they went through last year, with all the off the field stuff and the off season, 
and then deciding to run it back again next year, knowing that the wheels completely fell off. Mahomes' cap hit next year, and obviously Mahomes is playing as good as anybody, but Mahomes' cap hit is, what, $47 million next year, I think. And what did you say Rodgers is next year? 31.6. So where I would push back, like the notion that it's impossible to trade him. But 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 Patrick Mahomes is good. I I, under, I understand. <laughs> and that. Aaron Rodgers has just been said. horrible. I, that's what I. That's what I just said. But then Mahomes. I don't know how you can draw the parallels Nick, between the two. It's of the them. NFL. Teams are desperate. Are you kidding me? Look at look at the Texans and their quarterback situation. Look at all these other teams that have no quarterback. Aaron Rodgers may not be playing at a high level, but he hasn't been. You're acting like he's been Russell Wilson this year. Come on now. Uh, I think he's, he's been a bottom ten quarterback in the NFL. He's hurt. You disagree that he's hurt? I agree that he's hurt. I disagree. Where we seem to disagree is the idea that this isn't the end for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't think that there is another side of this road where all of a sudden he comes back and starts playing like an elite quarterback. I think he can still play like a top 15 quarterback when healthy and if he's surrounded by talent. Now, the difference is he can't elevate everybody the way he did before. But again, I don't I don't think he's Russell Wilson suddenly. Okay, so let's hear a prediction. Yeah. Season opener 2023. Ooh. Who's the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? I mean, if you're asking me right now, I still would lean that as Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think it's this 0.0% chance that he doesn't get traded. I don't agree that it's untradeable because, again, the cap hit is not actually, in today's day and age with NFL quarterbacks, a $45 million cap hit or 31 that you told me, that's not nuts. Yeah, it is. If you're Russell Wilson, <laughs> because it would be about it would be projected about 14 percent of the salary cap. Yeah, there's dude, you know, there's just desperate teams like I know there teams. are desperate teams. And like, that's why you go out and trade for Russell Wilson or that's why you go out and give a fully guaranteed deal to Deshaun Watson. But I don't know how desperate you'd have to be. And I guess we'll find out how desperate do you have yeah. to be? to trade for a $32 million, 39-year-old quarterback because that's what Aaron Rodgers will be. Those are Nick's notable notes. Coming up next, we get to the 11 o'clock hour. For the first time this year, this is where the Chiefs find themselves, and then we try to figure out the rest of the bunch. We'll explain that next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.